Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. So in today's episode, this will actually be episode number two dropping today because I just dropped one on affirmations. But this is literally um, just going to be chapter number three with my commentary on the game of life and how to play it by um, Florence Scovel Shin. The name of this chapter is called The Power of the Word. By thy words, thou shall be justified, and by thy words, thou shall be condemned. A person knowing the power of the word becomes very careful of his conversation. This is so true. (laughs) I am always like constantly telling my niece, watch your words. You are creating your life with the words that you speak. Watch what you say. So true. He has only to watch the reaction of his words to know that they do not return void. Through his spoken word, man is continually making laws for himself. I knew a man who said, I always miss a car. It invariably pulls out just as I arrive. His daughter daughter said, I always catch a car. It's sure to come just as I get there. Now, I'm assuming that what they're saying is maybe um, taxis, what we call taxis today. Um, This occurred for years. Each had made a separate law for himself, one of failure, one of success. This is the psychology of superstitions. The horseshoe or rabbit's foot contains no power. But man's spoken word and belief that it will bring him good luck creates expectancy in the subconscious mind and attracts a lucky situation. I find, however, this will not work when man has advanced spiritually and knows a higher law. One cannot turn back and must put away graven images. For example, two men in my class had great success in business for several months when suddenly everything went to smash. We tried to analyze the situation and found instead of making their affirmations and looking to God for success and prosperity, they had each bought a lucky monkey. I said, oh, I see you have been trusting in the lucky monkeys instead of God. Put away the lucky monkeys and call on the law of forgiveness for man has power to forgive or neutralize his mistakes. They decided to throw the lucky lucky monkeys down a coal hole and all went well again. This does not mean, however, that one should throw away every lucky ornament or horseshoe about the house, but he must recognize that the power that the power back of it is the only the, is the one and only power God and that the object simply gives him a feeling of expectancy. I was with a friend one day who was in deep despair and crossing the street, she picked up a horseshoe. Immediately, she was filled with joy and hope. Horseshoes just laying around the street. (laughs) She said, God has sent her the horseshoe in order to keep up her courage. 
It was indeed at that moment about the only thing that could have registered in her consciousness. Her hope became faith and she ultimately made a wonderful demonstration. I wish to make the point clear that the men previously mentioned were depending on the monkeys alone, while this woman recognized the power back of the horseshoe, which, as she mentioned before, she says the power back is God. The only way I could make a change in the subconscious. I know in my mind, and I know in my own case, it took a long while to get out of a belief that a certain thing brought disappointment. If the thing happened, disappointment invariably followed. I found the only way I could make a change in the subconscious was by asserting. There are not, on, there are not two powers. There is only one power, God. Therefore, there are no disappointments. And this thing means a happy surprise. I noticed a change at once. And happy surprises commenced coming my way. I have a friend who said nothing could induce her to walk under a ladder. I said, if you are afraid, you are giving in to a belief in two powers, good and evil, instead of one. As God is absolute, there can be no opposing power unless man makes the false of evil for himself. To show you believe in only one power, God, and that there is no power or reality in evil, walk under the ladder you see, under the next ladder you see. Soon after, she went to her bank. She wished to open her box in the safety deposit vault, and there stood a ladder on her pathway. It was impossible to reach the box without passing under the ladder. She quailed with fear and turned back. She could not face the lion on her pathway. However, when she reached the street, my words rang in her ears, and she decided to return and walk under it. It was a big moment in her life, for ladders had held her bondage for years. She retraced her steps to the vault and the ladder was no longer there. This so often happens. If one is willing to do a thing he is afraid to do, he does not have to. It is the law of non-resistance that is so little understood. Someone has said the courage contains genius and magic. Face a situation fearlessly and there is no situation to face. It falls away of its own weight. The explanation is that fear attracted the ladder or the, on the woman's pathway and fearlessness removed it. Thus, the invisible forces are ever working for man who is always pulling the strings himself, though he does not know it. Owing to the vibratory power of words, whatever man voices, he begins to attract. People who continually speak of disease invariably attract it. Let, let me say this again. People who continually speak of disease invariably attract it. And the reason why I'm saying this over and over and over is because I won't say who this is, but there's someone that I know who had a mother who was very, very, very ill. And the mother had diabetes and diabetes never ran in the family. But this person made it their business to say, my mother has diabetes, so I am going to, to, to get diabetes. And then this person's daughter said the same. And what happened? That person got diabetes and so did the daughter. And then they, because this, these people are a part of my family, oops, <laughs> 
I, I, it was invariably told to me that I would get diabetes. And what happened? What did I say? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to get that. Why? Because I don't believe that I should have it just because people in my family have it. So while they contracted this disease, I do not have diabetes. So I believe that people who continually speak of disease invariably attract it. They do. Look at, just listen to the people in your family. Whatever they continually talk about, this is the lives that they are living. And this is why I, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it. After man knows the truth, he cannot be too careful of his words. For example, I have a friend who often says on the phone, do come to see me and have a fine old chat fashion chat. This old fashioned chat means an hour of about 500 to a thousand destructive words. The principal topics being loss, lack, failure, and sickness. I reply, no, thank you. I've had enough of old fashioned chats in my life. They are too expensive, but I will be glad to have a new fashioned chat and talk about what we want, not what we don't want. There is an old saying that man only dares use the words for three purposes, to heal, bless, or prosper. What man says of others will be said of him, and what he wishes for another, he is wishing for himself. Yikes. Curses like chickens come home to roost. Woof. Mm. One thing, the reason why that, that kind of sits with me is because if you take any amount of time and you just peruse any social media app, the way the comments are just cursing whomever the topic is about, it really is disgusting. Social media has given just the average person who's just, you know, a regular everyday person the opportunity and permission to be an asshole. And that is one of the reasons I don't like social media because it gives people permission to say evil, disgusting things about people they do not know because they're behind a computer or a phone. So remember, the next time you scroll and you see someone, don't gang up because curses like chickens come home to roost. If a man wishes someone bad luck, he is sure to attract bad luck himself. If he wishes to aid someone to success, he is wishing and aiding himself to success. The body may be renewed and transformed through the spoken word and clear vision and and disease be completely wiped out of the consciousness. The metaphysician knows that all disease has a mental correspondence. And in order to heal the body, one must first heal the soul. Now, I know I'm stopping a lot, but when we talk about the words and sickness and illness, I believe wholeheartedly that we have the power to heal ourselves. I believe that I believe that our bodies are made self-healing. And I believe that the reason so many people are filled with disease and it continues to hang on, hang on, and hang on is because when you go to the doctor, and I'm not counseling anybody not to go to the doctor, but we believe, we put so much belief on what these doctors are saying that it overrides 
anything else. If the doctor tells you this, it is this. And there's nothing else that can come. Nothing else at all. You don't believe anything else. You only believe his word, his plan, his actions. That is what you believe. And I believe so wholeheartedly that that is why disease and illness sticks around. Medicine, the medical profession, most, most, I will say what I believe is that the medical profession is a business. They are here to make money. They are not here to heal. They put a band-aid over whatever whatever ails you. They are not here to heal you. So, and listen, you can agree or disagree. I'm not going to argue the point. This is my opinion and my belief. Based on my own circumstance and situation, I know wholeheartedly for myself that the medical profession is not here to heal. They are here to make money. It is a business. So, when you have an illness or... When you feel bad, it is up to you. It is up to us all to have better beliefs than to put all of our faith into people while they've studied. Yes, they are not the makers of our bodies. Our bodies are created to heal itself. We have to do a better job in what we put into our bodies to stop the breakdown of what our bodies were here to do. And I'll just leave it at that. So I'll repeat this again. The body may be renewed and transformed through the spoken word and clear vision and disease be completely wiped out of the consciousness. The metaphysician knows that all disease has a mental correspondence. And in order to heal the body, one must first heal the soul. The soul is the subconscious mind and it must be saved from wrong thinking. In the 23rd Psalm, we read, he restored my soul. This means that the subconscious mind or soul must be restored with the right ideas and that the mystical marriage is the marriage of the soul and the spirit or the subconscious and the superconscious mind. They must be one. When the subconscious is flooded with the perfect ideas of the superconscious God, and man, I'm sorry, with the, super, with the super conscious, God and man are one. I and the Father are one. That is, he is one with the, the realm of perfect ideas. He is the man made in God's likeness and image or imagination and is given power and dominion over all created things, his mind, body, and affairs. It is safe to say that all sickness and unhappiness come from the violation of the law of love. And a new commandment I give unto you, love one another. And in the game of life, love or goodwill takes every trick. For example, a woman I know had for years an appearance of a terrible skin disease. The doctors told her it was incurable and she was in despair. She was on the stage and she feared that she would soon have to give up her profession and she had no other means of support. She, however, procured a good engagement and on the opening night made a great hit. She received flattering notices from the critics and was joyful and elated. The next day, she received a notice of dismissal. And a man in the cast had been jealous of her success 
and caused her to be sent away. She felt hatred and resentment taking complete possession of her and she cried out, Oh God, please don't let me hate that man. That night she worked for hours in the silence. She said, I soon came into a very deep silence. I seemed to be at peace with myself, with the man and with the whole world. I continued this for two following nights and on the third day I found I was healed completely of the skin disease. In asking for love or goodwill, she had fulfilled the law, for love is the fulfilling of the law. And the disease which came from subconscious resentment was wiped out. Continual criticism produces rheumatism as critical and harmonious thoughts cause unnatural deposits in the blood which settle in the joints. Oof, I believe that. False growths are caused by jealousy, hatred, unforgiveness, fear, etc. Every disease is caused by a mind not at ease. Hence the word dis-ease. I said once in my class, there is no asking anyone, what's the matter with you? We might just as well say, who's the matter with you? Unforgiveness is the most prolific cause of dis-ease. It will harden arteries or liver and affect the eyesight. In its train are endless ills. Yikes. I called on a woman one day who said she was ill from having eaten a poisoned oyster. I replied, oh no, the oyster was harmless. You poisoned the oyster. What's the matter with you? She answered, Oh, about 19 people. She had quarreled with 19 people and had become so inharmonious that she attracted the wrong oyster. And inharmony on the external indicates there is mental inharmony. As the within, so the without. Man's only enemies are within himself. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Personality is one of the last enemies to be overcome as this planet is taking its initiation in love. It was Christ's message, peace on earth, goodwill towards man. The enlightened man therefore endeavored to perfect himself upon his neighbor. His work is with, with himself to send out goodwill and blessings to every man. And the marvelous thing is that if one blesses a man, He has no power to harm him. For example, a man came to me asking to treat for success in business. He was selling machinery and a rival appeared on the scene with what he proclaimed was a better machine. And my friend feared defeat. I I said, first of all, we must wipe out all fear and know that God protects your interests and that the divine idea must come out of the situation. That is, the right machine will be sold by the right man to the right man. And I added, don't hold one critical thought towards that man. Bless him all day and be willing not to sell your machine if it isn't the divine idea. So he went to the meeting fearless and non-resistant and blessing the other man. He said the outcome was very remarkable. The other man's machine refused to work and he sold his without the slightest difficulty. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which 
despite which spitefully use you and persecute you. Goodwill produces a great aura of protection about the one who sends it. No weapon that is formed against him shall prosper. In other words, love and goodwill destroy the enemies within oneself. Therefore, one has no enemies on the external. There is peace on earth for him who sends goodwill to man. I think that was good. <coughs> Words are indeed a powerful, powerful, powerful thing that we have in our arsenal to not only bless, but to curse. And I want you, as I tell myself, as I tell my sister, as I tell my niece, choose your words wisely. Be careful what you say to people. Seek to bless. Seek to heal. Do not seek to harm, even if it's people you don't know. Because what you put out, you get back. That is just really, that is right there. And in, in its essence, is the law of attraction. It's like a boomerang. Whatever you put out there for someone else is going to come back for you. So always seek to bless. Always seek to heal. So that in turn, you can receive that back to yourself. I hope that you guys have... Um, learn something good not just from this chapter but of my um many <laughs> little ad libs along the way um remember what i've said is my opinion and you don't have to hold that to yourself um don't forget to count your blessings i promise you your life will change the day you decide to add gratitude as your daily practice have a great day everyone Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.